Hello friends and welcome back to another podcast episode. I just finished mantra meditation, so I'm still buzzing from that. This is my second time trying to record this podcast. I gave up after two minutes in the first attempt because I'm so out of my body. Um, And I have so much information for you in this podcast. I really would like to relay to anybody that would be open to hearing this that God is everything that you can imagine that is good and perfect and beautiful and healthy. But not only that, He is everything that you can't imagine. And people don't like to talk about God. And the reason why is because it challenges their concept of their own identity. They start to wonder, or like rather, they feel threatened, you know? The ego feels threatened when someone talks about God because they know on a subconscious level that they haven't done any connectivity. They haven't done any of the connecting work yet. You know, they're too much involved in the egoic mind. And people know that because people are unhappy. People are unhappy, and so they understand that they are like hamsters on a wheel like they consistently need to feed their desires and their egoic mind which keeps them stuck and unhappy and depressed and I can speak from personal experience like I am very unhappy all of the time I need like (laughs) seriously like I that's why I need connection I need to connect to God because God is my joy Um, because this world is harsh especially for a sensitive person especially for a person that is really really absorbing everything like a sponge you know that's me like I I absorb everything all the time and so I get very negative I get very mean when you know when I don't connect mean to myself which is like well not really I'm just hard on myself because I'm I'm wanting my 3d to be perfect but only God can like God is perfection so like only God can make things perfect right so when we infuse Krishna Prema or like God's love into anything that we do it becomes charged with that infinitesimal energy it becomes healing to both ourselves and to whoever views it if it's like art you know or like whoever comes across it or whatever that's why for a long time I'll give you a personal example for a long time I was really into I still am you know like into like music and fashion and all this stuff I love it a lot but there was a point in time where I liked things so much that I let it consume me and I let it overpower me. And so, you know, that becomes a vice instead of a passion. Then it becomes a vice, you know, because you're not benefiting from it anymore. Um, and this is Venus, by the way, if anyone was curious. Like, Venus is overindulgence. Venus, actually, Venus conjunct Jupiter. <laughs> is like a placement where like you don't know where to, where to stop like you don't there's no limit um but venus is very self-indulgent venus just wants all the pleasure and luxury and everything and um 
you know, like, anyway, I like that stuff, I like music especially a lot, you know, a lot, um, and so, anyway, there was a point in time where, like, I was really passionate about learning all these different techniques and, and singing and, and stuff, which is fine, I still am into it, and, like, I always will be, because, like, we're part of the race mind, like, we're part of this 3D world, you know, like, regardless of anything, like, there's gonna be profanity everywhere, like, I embrace it, I love it, I t- can tap into my darkness very easily, um, and I use it to my advantage, and if you're interested in learning how to do that, I can also show you or tell you how to do that, um, you'll have to book a call with me, and we can go over that, but, because there's a way, there's a way to use everything you've been given to your advantage, and when I say advantage, I'm talking about from a spiritual perspective, right, because if you're just, like, gaining, if you just want to gain, like, stuff, which was my mentality for a while, that's what I'm telling you, like, if you just want to gain stuff, like, talent, or, like, accolades, or, like, even material objects, you're gonna be very unfulfilled, um, you will be, because you're gonna be consumed by it, it will, it will run you, it will drown you, you know, like, imagine swimming in a landfill, that's what it feels like to have, like, let's say, large amounts of money that you cannot manage, or that you're over your head in, or large amounts of stuff that you can't manage, like, you know, because everything requires maintenance, even taking care of the body is really exhausting sometimes, right? Um, like, let's say you're really into fitness. You are burdening yourself with obsession if you are obsessed, right? So there was a point in time, like for me, in which I was obsessed with personal gain. Um, and, like, that's fine. Like, I still am. Like, I <laughs> like come on. But... I know how to balance it out now and I'm here to tell you that it will consume you it will it will um really deplete you and leave you kind of depressed you know because our happiness doesn't lie in materialism it doesn't even lie in in our own pride or like how much people applaud for us like that's not where our happiness lies it lies in realizing the self, capital S, you know, and um, how do we realize the self? Well, that's what the whole journey inward is about. That's what the whole point of life is about, is to realize the self, is to realize that we are situated as the self, unmoving and unmovable, as the Atman. We do not get destroyed, we do not get created, we have never been created, and we will never be destroyed. That's the point, you know? Um, And so, when we lament for souls that, let's say, are not on this earthly plane anymore, that we can see, right? Because we can only see so much we are deluding ourselves we are tricking ourselves or like when we lament over the past like past situations you have to understand guys your past is only as real as you make it this is what they teach you when well this is what they should teach you when you're trying to heal from trauma and this is the metaphysical approach by the way so you know it's the most accurate approach that 
let's say a traumatic experience happened to you, it is only as real as you make it in your mind. The more you repeat it, the more you relive it, the more you go back to it, the more times you are experiencing it over and over and over again. So then, yes, it does become ingrained in you as trauma. It does become trauma instead of just an experience. But guess what? Everything is an experience. That's the truth. It's just that we label some things as trauma and some things as not trauma. I could sit here and start giving you a a whole spiel about how my life has been this and that and and this traumatic thing happened and that traumatic thing happened. But that's not true. That's not my truth. My truth is that I've had a very beautiful life and that I will continue to have a very beautiful and long and lovely and abundant and overflowing and rich life. That's my truth, you know. And did it take a little bit of work for this to become my truth? Not really, you know. This whole concept of inner work is um, is made out to be a lot more grueling than it actually is. It is a decision to shift your mindset. It is a goddamn decision, okay? And I swear for emphasis, okay? Because people should know that nothing is difficult. We make things difficult as human beings. Life is supposed to be easy and fun. Why? Because that's what it actually is in God reality. In God reality, life is beautiful. Life is free. Life is childlike and pleasurable and you see colors and you smell smells and different fragrances and sounds and music and all this stuff. That is Krishna reality. That is God reality. But we're so clouded by Maya, which means illusion in Sanskrit. By the way, if your name is Maya, this is not about you. (laughs) This is Maya is a Sanskrit term that means illusion. (laughs) And um, briefly, what Maya is is Maya's Maya is Krishna's illusory potency. So Maya is um, is very beautiful. Maya is illusion personified. Maya is a trickster. Maya is mystery personified, right? Um, and Maya is a feminine energy. And so, um, you know, when we are clouded and deluded by Maya, which is mesmerizing, then we do think that our current conditions are permanent and our current conditions are real and our current conditions are, are, are. But they're not. Because we create our current conditions. So we get to define our current conditions. So if we are letting the definition overpower our (laughs) clarity or our um, identity that we are the creator of our own reality, then that definition does not serve you. It does not serve you, right? And so because it does not serve you, you should not adopt it. Do not adopt it. Do not label things as traumatic or they will be. And it is comfortable sometimes, yes. It is comfortable to stay in victim mentality and to go, yeah, like, I am a victim of trauma or that traumatic thing happened to me, X, Y, Z. Like, it's really easy and comfortable actually to stay there because the mind knows that belief system to be familiar, right? And so the mind doesn't want to go past the bounds of that belief system. Because it's afraid. Because the mind is a machine that is programmable. 
and it is being programmed all the time by everything we come across every day. So unless you are programming your mind, other things are programming your mind. And so yes, your mind will be very weak. You know, this is not an insult. It's a it's it's like a muscle. The mind is like a muscle. You 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 either strengthen it by controlling it or you do not control it and it becomes easy to be manipulated by um uh easy to be manipulated by everything that we come across every day and easy to be controlled by you know different influences like for example like what people think like your past like your past quote unquote trauma like your past experiences like your preconceived notion of what would be future experiences etc etc right like these are all belief systems that the mind will lean into unless we balance it and unless we grab hold of it right and we say no sit sit right focus do not be um you know do not be so easily swayed by doubt and fear which is a lie that by the way there's no such thing as fear there's no such thing as fear it, you make it up we make it up because it is comfortable it is comfortable to be f- afraid because we think that we are doing the work in preparing for worst possible scenarios so we think that we are um on top of it but in reality we are just drawing that worst possible scenario to us we are magnetizing it when we have fear towards it right um because fear is very powerful it is the most powerful tactic to control a person or a group of people is fear okay why because fear is the opposite of love they are opposites do you know what it means when two things are opposites it means they're equal in uh well no love is more powerful but they are from the humanistic interpretation equal in magnitude of depth of experience of emotion right Mm -hmm. um and so fear and love are are truly opposites um because love is truth and fear is illusion so yes they are truly opposites you know um not to mention that fear is everything that God is not, and there is nothing that God is not. Do you see what I'm saying? That's why fear doesn't exist. Do you see what I'm saying? It doesn't exist. It's it's null and void. Even zero exists, right? God is zero. God is the starting point. God is the origin. God is zero in numerology and in tarot. God is zero. Um, and, um, and also infinity, actually. Um, but that infinity sign, the infinity sign, it's interesting because that infinity sign is actually accessible to human beings when they tap into God power. And what it is, is it's just like the infinite potential that we have, you know, the Atman, the, the self. That's why I'm saying like, the whole point of life, again, is to discover the self. Well, I'm not saying that, like the Vedas say that, <laughs> but um, that alludes back to my original point in the beginning of this podcast, that um, the whole point of life is discovery of the self. And 
that's why when we get caught up in materialistic achievements, which, by the way, is everything because we live in the material world, so everything will be a freaking materialistic achievement. Even our spiritual growth is somewhat materialistic because the two are non-separate. Like, everything here is spiritual and everything here is materialistic. We live in, in duality um, here from a race mind consciousness. But from a higher consciousness there is non-duality, right? Like, when we see the world through the lens of Radha Krishna, there's a non-duality. It's just that in the race mind, there is duality, because we separate materialism from spirituality, which we shouldn't, right? Because they're the same, they're one and the same, because we are all here for a very spiritual, higher purpose, for a very profound, um, for a very profound purpose. I'm searching for a word that I heard earlier today, that I cannot find in my mind, um, but blessed, I want to say, like, blessed purpose, um, so another thing I would like to mention is that it's not just me that has had these experiences, every human being in the world needs to find themselves, they need to reunite with the self, and they do this through connecting with God because um, God is within the self only, not within the body or the mind or the conditions of the mind or the body or the environment or the wallet, and not within the anxieties of the mind, right? Like God is situated within the self perfectly. So we all need to find the self and situate ourselves back there and like we call this going home really right um because otherwise like we're not home we're never home but when you tap into that then you're home wherever you go you know and and whatever position or condition your body is in your home and even after death you're home because you've been home this entire time right if you can tap into that right um and we can tap into this uh, connection with self through meditation, through mantra meditation, through chanting japa, right? Through chanting the maha mantra, like this is what we can do. This is actually the prescribed medicine that is all over the Gita, the Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita means God's song. Um, Gita is song, Bhagavad Bhagavan is God, right? So, God's song. Why? Because it is a, um, it comes from him, you know, like from his soul. Everything that he has said in the Gita comes from his depth, him, you know, there is nothing but purity that flows from his lips when he is instructing Arjuna and at all times too, right? But it is so perfectly captured and encapsulated in the Gita itself, which is why the Gita is the perfect starting point for anybody who is interested in freeing themselves from depression and freeing themselves from the conditions of the mind and anything that you may be going through in this world. The Gita is the perfect starting point. It will set you free, my guy. Free. Okay? Um, it is not... Like, again, we live in a world where people think that things are separate and religion is separate. Religion is not separate. Culture is not even separate. 
It's just that there are so many beautiful different ways to express the same culture. But culture in and of itself are not se- is not separate. We as human beings ha- all have the same spiritual makeup as a soul, right? And then we also have the same spiritual needs because of that makeup. So, like, there is no culture that is different from any other culture, really. It's just decoration that may be different because of um, geographical origin. But that's it. And historical, like, lineage. But that's it you know um and what is history anyway like really what is history you know it is subjective <laughs> based on interpretation number 1 number 2 it depends how back how far back you want to go like if we're talking about like far history again read the gita because the gita says like all this stuff about the origins of mankind right manu right um and there's a lot of specifics in there that <laughs> school will never teach you. These were the Vedas, my guy. They're the or Sanskrit is the oldest language in our physical world. It is. Like why do you think I hate to bring this person up? I don't even want to say his name, actually, because it's so unfitting for this conversation. But there was a man <laughs> a while ago that did a lot of bad things, and um, and his name started with an H, right? And so he used a particular symbol to program the minds of people pretty much around the world. And this symbol is a swastika, right? And this symbol is a yantra. It's a, it's um. It's a religious symbol, okay, and so. You know, like why? Why did he use that particular symbol, right? Like one can ask these questions. Well, because there are elements of power associated with that symbol. Number one, number two, maybe to have the adverse effect of protecting ancient knowledge, so that the general public doesn't know about ancient knowledge, right? Because only the elitists at that time, you know, thought they were privy to that kind of stuff. Things like that. There, there's so much stuff, guys. There's so much convoluted stuff in the, in the minds of, of race consciousness throughout the years, you know. And so we can study from other people's mistakes. We should. We should. And I'm not just talking about, I'm talking, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about programming in general. Who is programming your mind? What is programming your mind? When we can take control. This is what mantra meditation teaches us. It, it actually allows for us to do. It allows for us to take control of the mind. And so, you know, there's so many, like, benefits to it, right? Like, the breath is regulated, all this stuff. But more than anything, the chi, the energy flow, is, it becomes one with our creator. When you do it properly, at least, you know, it becomes one with God. And so you are healed, bro. Like you, your Kundalini is activated, like really. And so, you know, you, you, you change, like you're, you change, your DNA changes. You really do change and you are not susceptible to, like you're above the breath 
if you do it enough and if you practice you become above the breath you become above the mind you become above the emotions right um and so when you're above all these things you can control them you like sit in this control window in this control room and you can see them all these functions of the mind and you can regulate and control them and direct them and you can say breath um you know stop right like you can you can freeze your breath actually like if you're deep enough into yoga you can merge the inward breath to the outward breath and you know you don't have to breathe for a while because you are breathing in a sense you're just not actually breathing the way it's a it's a it's a practice it's a um practice of mental and physical control um but that's just a very specific example um but you know when you're above the mind and the emotions and the breath then you can regulate illness you can regulate mental health illness like depression and and mood swings and bipolar and even ocd and things like that okay and when you're above the breath you can regulate um the immune system of the body okay so you can send chi you can send life force energy prana to certain areas of the body and you can with your inner eye watch watch them as they heal from the inside okay um so these are very specific practices that i'm telling you i want you to know that it is possible for you to heal yourself on any level it is possible for you to heal yourself from depression and anything i mentioned even any physical illness or injury you may have it is possible for you to heal it you just must be focused and intentional you must be focused on what focused on your ability to heal focused on cultivating the confidence within yourself that you can heal yourself first of all right um and then become very intentional with healing yourself secondly right um because the power of the mind is unfathom fathomable but also it's unexplored it's like the ocean really um they try to replicate the mind in various ways they try to use like systems to uh to monitor the functions of the mind they have not been able to do it there is no electronic device that can produce the conditions of the mind exactly and at any given point in time forever you know what i mean like there's nothing out there that can do this and there will never be they're they're going to try they're going to try very hard and at the end of the day all of humanity will realize that it is their soul that is being compromised in the process of such technological discovery and they are going to embrace um holistic points of view uh towards themselves they're going to embrace the fact that they are natural healers and that they are um empowered uh simply by being a human being okay this is what is going to happen okay so when i'm not around in 100 years i want people to listen back to this podcast and go oh yeah hmm, like th- th- that is what's happening and i i should reclaim my my god-given power as a full healer okay and as a full creator and and as a full 
everything because I have God within me, bro. Like there is no amount of technology that can measure up or even compare or even help really. Honestly, every single advancement that you see in in Western medicine, even in Eastern medicine, right, which is like more natural, but every single medical advancement that we see has been cultivated uh, and um, cultivated and streamlined by a human being. Like, we are the reason and the, the <laughs> like, we are the, what is it, the, the poison and the cure. And so also we do so much SHIT to ourselves, like, we do so much stuff to ourselves that harms us. And I actually was talking about this earlier today, how, you know, if you're not uh, healing yourself, you're hurting yourself. There's either or. There's nothing in the middle. There is no thing in the middle. There are not three components. There are only two components. If you're not healing yourself, you are hurting yourself. This is it. Why? Because there are only two things. Okay, there's only one thing in nature that is constant, and that's change. But there's also stagnancy that human beings create. So stagnancy, in this case, would be hurting yourself, and change in this case, in this example, would be healing yourself, right? Because when when we do change um, mentally, physically, etc., even if we think that like we're suffering or even if we are experiencing pain, um, there is progress involved. There is always progress involved because um, there is movement. You see what I'm saying? And so when there is movement, there is progress. Yeah, it may seem chaotic. Yeah, it may seem catastrophic. It may seem um, like you're backtracking, you know. It may seem, uh, um, you know, purposeless or whatever. But there is always progress when there is some sort of change. In tarot, we call this the tower card or having it when someone has a tower moment like when i see the tower card i like it because it means change it means destruction and when there's destruction there's creation again that follows right that's why death you know if people could just understand that no one dies human beings do not die they don't the body like even when you cut yourself and stuff like day to day or you have little aches and pains like you can tell your body's temporary. Can you not? Can you not tell that it's just the physical corporal stuff? It's like, it's like, you know, a tree has a body too. But a tree is a living being. You are a living being. And so the focus of this human life should always be on soul development. It should, as little as possible, be on physical development and physical acquisition. Now, that doesn't mean we neglect the body, not at all. I want you to remember that equilateral triangle that you may have seen at some point of mind, body, soul. There are three equal components that human beings have been freaking blessed with that we must maintain as being chariots of God's will. Like we must maintain these three components very well and in harmony with one another and with reverence to our creator and with devotion and love to our creator who has given this to us like we've been given so much so much we we do minimal work and we are given a lot you know 
like um somehow we were born you know what i mean a lot of things like we digest food like there's so many things that go on that like we are unaware we are unaware we are focused on who who's texting us who's emailing us <laughs> we are focused on like what drink we're getting like for me you know um and how many likes we're getting like whatever <laughs> and it's hilarious it's it's pathetic in a cute way because we are so unaware like we're children it's like children like you you've seen right like really young children especially in like you know a wealthy country like they they well i mean that's my perspective right um they know they're going to be fed like they don't care i think even all over the world children are they they know that they are um going to be taken care of by somebody <laughs> you know so they're not worried like children are not anxious like really really young children right like they're not anxious about like where their next meal's coming from or how much milk they've had that day like like they know they'll be fine and even if they're not fine they will be fine later later and even if they're not fine later later you have no choice but to live bro you know what i mean like we're all serving karma right like that's the thing i'm going to touch briefly on a very well i don't know on a kind of triggering topic so if this topic triggers you just click off now or listen with caution what i'm going to talk about briefly is when human beings unalive themselves okay so the concept of i don't even want to say the word but the concept of that essentially has to do with human beings not realizing their worth when you do not know that you are being cradled you will bite the hand that feeds you and in this case that is your life force energy that is feeding you right and pouring into you and so you will cut that cord because it is a very it's a choice it's a you know one could say like it's a very like drastic choice like blah 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 but no nothing is freaking drastic it's a choice it's like turning on a light switch like or turning off the light switch like you make a decision to do it and i know this because spoiler alert like i've been there when i was very young and and disturbed and like upset and depressed and just so done i was so done you know um and so i was there uh many times actually and there were like a lot of like you know different um instances that i came across in which i turned on that switch i or turned it off rather <laughs> in this case it's not funny at all but yeah like i did not want to be here you know um and i tried many times not to be here and it's amazing like some of the times were just so amazing that that it didn't work because i anyway um so it is a decision and 
like it comes from human beings not realizing their self-worth and this is a pandemic this is a problem because when people don't realize their self-worth they get caught up in all sorts of dangerous situations dangerous to the soul dangerous to the body and stuff yeah but dangerous to the soul um more well equally importantly right um mind body soul equally importantly so this concept of devaluing ourselves you have to understand guys like there's no price tag that can measure up to ourselves that's why like when we work for a certain amount of money like (laughs) we all have to but it kind of blows my mind because it's like this is my prana like this is my life force energy so instead of letting my job like make me tired I'm gonna let it rejuvenate me and energize me that I'm able to serve people you know like that's kind of the mindset that we sort of have to have so that our jobs are very pleasurable to us it doesn't matter what you're doing you could be doing anything you could be like doing anything as a job you could be janitor and if your mindset is that of love and devotion of hey within this human being that I am serving God exists within this person I'm interacting with God exists you know like you're serving God you are serving God You are just serving God. That's it. That is it. How beautiful. How pure is that? Like, that's it. It's so fun. It's so fun. You don't... There is no confusion. There is no um, depression in that. You know, there is no tiredness in that. You do not have to get tired when you serve God. You become energized. It comes right back to you during that interaction you become 10 times more energized than you were before starting your work you know because this is like i mean literally amazing it's so fun you know if you if you go to like the home of like a sick person or uh someone who can't like drive or walk or move or whatever like if you go to someone who's debilitated and you you just observe them you know how they would wish to be in your position of being able to move around and do things and create things and serve people talk to people go to meetings whatever like they would love it they would they would yearn for it they're they would you know break for it you know ask me about this i was in that position also (laughs) i've lived so many lives in one life (laughs) sometimes I'm like dude it's amazing that I am who I am and it's all because of Krishna because it's like I feel reborn all the time I feel so like joyful and and all that stuff and it's just God God come on look at the sun right God powers the sun now take it a step further look at our solar system right take it a step further look at our multiverse like Look at the multiple multiverses that emanate from the belly button of um, of Vishnu when he inhales and exits. Like, this is, like, <laughs> insane, okay? How much energy and how much power one can derive from just tapping into God frequency. It is insane. And so that's why I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you, meditate. Meditate on the lotus feet of God. Meditate on God. Find an image of God that you like and meditate on God and ask him to do what you want him to do for you. Say, Krishna, heal me. 
Krishna, heal my heart. Krishna, allow me to have love. Krishna, 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 that's it. Because, like, this is the answer, guys. There, There is an unfathomable power within you that you have direct access to. And most of us in our lifetime don't even realize it or use it or anything. Anything. By the way, this is what the law of attraction actually is. Krishna says in the Gita, I reciprocate with those who come to me. You know, I reciprocate with my devotees. I, which means like, because, you know, everyone is a devotee. It's just that everyone has freaking forgot that they are. So, like, um, because the soul wants God, right? The soul wants to go home, right? The soul comes to this earth and splats. You're in an unfamiliar environment. You have to cry in order to communicate. Like, it's, it's hell, you know? Um, even breathing, you can tell that it's conditional because... <laughs> Um, because sometimes, like, we have issues with that, too, like, (laughs) everything, everything, even, because, like, even our body changes, we age, right, like, everything here is, like, (laughs) so conditional, and so, you know, like, we, we know, like, on a subconscious level, we know that we need God, and we can take it a step further by saying that the soul, being self-sustaining, already always knows that it needs God, right? So, with that in mind, you know, we are all devotees. We are all devotees of Krishna. We are all devotees of God. It's just that we forgot. Due to association with matter over time, we have forgotten our original constitutional position as being Atman and as having Paramatma, Krishna, within us. We have forgotten that. And that forgetfulness, it's like, imagine... Um, a lion not knowing he's a lion he's like running from like <laughs> I don't know why are we in National Geographic I have no idea imagine like um, a lion not knowing he's a lion it's very dangerous right because then he can um, um, you know he he, mis- he misidentifies himself and he associates with those who are not lions right um, and so what's compromised? His sense of self is compromised. His identity is compromised. His nutrition is compromised. His environment is compromised. His interaction with his environment is compromised. Um, his own internal, like, uh, communication system is compromised, right? Like, all these things. Um, and so when a lion doesn't know he's a lion, he he will die, you know, sooner than... He will live a half-life, first of all, and then he will, you know, not be taking full advantage of his boon, of his blessing as being a lion, right? King of the jungle, literally. I beg to differ. I feel like elephants are, but that's just my personal bias. Um, I love elephants a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but anyway, so, you know... It's like the same thing of like a bird not knowing that like, like, have you heard that analogy where it's like, or no, it was an elephant actually that like thought he was in a cage, but like, let's say the cage is removed, right? And he still thinks he's in that cage. Like that's what the human consciousness is when it's not doing what it's supposed to do, which is evolving. And so we are so far removed from ourselves. We are so disconnected from spiritual life especially in today's digital age, due to repetitive contact and association with matter. 
right? Things were no better in the 18th century. They just needed a lot of pe- penicillin. Like, things were no better. Like, war existed then. War exists now. Like, this is Kali Yuga. It is written. All of this is written in Vedic scripture. All of it is written. You know? Um, and quite honestly um things are declining like things are not going to like actually improve because like kali is like the it's the fourth yuga right it's the last one before um you know recreation happens again right like destruction first and then recreation regeneration this is why in christianity they say like the i don't know I'm sorry, I'm a little uneducated around Christianity, but I believe they say something like, um, like, rebirth of the earth or something, like Christ is coming and then, and then we'll be saved, something like that, right? It, it's kind of like that, it's just that, you know, Christ is Christ consciousness, which is Christos, which is Krishna, right? Um, it's the raising of the kundalini, and so you do become liberated. It's an individual journey, though, because we don't live in Satya Yuga, you know what I mean? Like, we don't live in the golden age. Like, when you dig under the earth, you will find, um, uh, you will find, what is it, copper or something, right? Like, you won't find, um, gold. You'll find other, like, heavier metals. Um, and so... Uh, is it copper? Now I'm getting a little bit annoyed because, like, I want to know. I feel like it's, I feel like it's copper. Um, anyway, so you can see what that means, right? Like, the whole elemental system has changed over time. The human consciousness has changed. The height of human beings have changed. We used to be a lot taller, a lot smarter, a lot more intuitive, intelligent, natural. We used to be very connected to God. We used to exist in communities in which we would heal and foster one another's growth. Um, We used to coexist with animals and nature, you know, and, um, they used to coexist with us, you know, like, there was no sense of violence or, or dehumanization or even things like, I don't want to go into that, but, you know, even things that are considered inappropriate in today's day and age were very appropriate during Vedic time because that was the nature of the consciousness of people, to be pure, of innocence, right? of, of, um, spiritual pleasure, and that is very hard to find, well, I mean, no, it's not hard to find, it's, it's hard to find within other people in today's day and age, yes, but it's not hard to find within oneself, it's not hard to find, or to cultivate within oneself that spiritual pleasure, again, connection, connect, connect to God, everything will be spiritually pleasurable, you know, kundalini is innate within each human being. We are not separate from our prana, from our pranic energy. We are that itself. Um, that is our streamlined connection to Krishna, right? Um, that's why, like, let's say you practice, like, bhakti yoga. I'm just briefly diverging here. But let's just say you practice bhakti yoga um, which is not a physical yogic practice, by the way. Um, 
but eventually you'll be inclined to take up different practices of yoga like i don't know kriya yoga hatha yoga like you'll want to get into breath control you'll want to get into mind mental control you'll be done with um you know frivolous shows or displays of your devotion towards god and you'll want to just display that to god you won't worry about how it looks like to the world you know um and you will also be free you'll be free like kiss guys when you when you stop worrying about how things look you can really live out your karma then you can really be free to be you you are not on the wrong path then but when you listen to other people and the opinions of other people then you're on the wrong path immediately because nowhere in scripture nowhere in your birth chart nowhere does it say i will listen to other people's opinions and i will conform my decisions and my connection to god for placating for the reason of placating others like nowhere does it say that <laughs> nowhere spiritual evolution does not have anything to do with how it looks like to the outside this is about the inner eye that we're talking about this is all about the inner eye this is all about focusing right with the inner eye this is all about returning to self so f what it looks like to the world basically and so that's why like you'll see a lot of people who are very happy they don't care what people think because it goes hand in hand you know people can think whatever they want and people will and people do because everyone is on their own path everyone is on their own path we are all living spiritual journeys it's just that some people know that they are some people don't and so by definition actually everything that we do is cute and sweet and forgivable and lovable and that's how it looks in the eyes of source in the eyes of god we are his children like if you tap into higher dimensions of consciousness or thought you'll understand that these heavenly individuals they don't see human beings the way human beings see themselves they see human beings as being sacred but we don't see ourselves that way we see ourselves as being flawed and my skin and my acne <laughs> and this and that not realizing that all these things can go away can be cleared up literally by connection to self right by going to the root of it all by removing different unnecessary um accumulations of dust over the mirror of the consciousness when we can wipe that all away the consciousness is like a mirror right so we can when we can wipe away debris that has clouded the consciousness for so long like we see we can see who we are we can look in the damn mirror we can go oh, okay i'm an eternal soul i'm not my body i'm not acne so i will not worry about acne i will not focus on acne and so, like this is just an example you know and so because i will not focus on acne the acne will go away and and when i stop saying i have acne then I won't have acne. You see what I'm saying? We are creative individuals. We create with our words. We create with our thoughts. We create with our preconceived notions and beliefs and belief systems. And so this is how you change your life, by the way. 
your life is just a series of moments it's just a series of now 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 and so when you can release an old belief system now and you make that decision like turning on a a light switch bye bye you never have to think about that again you don't but same action same result okay that's why i encourage people when they're in their process of healing or releasing something to change your patterns of living change the time you wake up change what you do when you wake up as soon as you wake up do something different do something that you would benefit from your soul would benefit from like meditate or hop in the shower because just get into a state of flow either way my thing is showering because i cannot meditate when i wake up because i wake up grumpy all the time i that's just how I am well usually but a shower fixes everything for me a shower is my coffee that's my you know showers for me are very very healing very healing and very important and and a ritual you know and so find your flow and get into it in the morning it may be yoga for you you figure it out But anyway, this is what I instruct my clients to do when they're in the process of healing. I instruct them to take on a different method of living. At least, you know, like start slowly and then build it up. Introduce more change, you know. I also encourage them to change their decor. Uh, Like your bed, your bedspread. I'm just going into Vastu briefly. But, um... You know, what you surround yourself with also has a huge impact on your psyche, you know. And that's why you'll never see me wearing, like, black. Rarely, rarely, rarely. I do, but, like, rarely, you know. Um, Because it just doesn't resonate with me. You know, you'll never see any black object in my room. Black absorbs energy. I want to be the one absorbing energy from my surrounding. You see what I'm saying? This is energetic work. Everything is energetic work. So when you live intentionally like that, you know, your your psyche becomes affected positively. Like, if, if you come to my room, it's, I mean, very happy and pristine and clean and it smells good and there are candles and... I mean, different light sources, like light and the manipulation of light is very important to me. And you can do a lot with that, more than with any, like, decoration or anything, which is fine. But, like, um, so these things are important. They are. And when you can, like, tap into this uh, sort of intuitive way of beautifying your space as per what god wants for you then you learn how to like style yourself you learn how to you just learn what your personal style is and this could look different for any anybody and everybody um you know depending on what you like if you like black if you like black things if you like things that are a little bit more darker in terms of their energetic component like surround yourself with that if it heals you do it do it. That's always my motto. If it heals you, do it. And I say this with full, um, like, seriousness because there was a point in time in my life and in my personal journey 
where I would party all the time and I would drink so much, okay? Um, and that was my 12th house escape. I would be in a meditative state at these parties thinking of Krishna while literally drunk, okay? And, um, and I would just be thinking of God. And I'd be just focused on God. I'd look around the room and see God. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds. And no one knew. No one knew. No one knew that I was using this like for my spiritual benefit. And I can talk about this now because it's like, I don't know, funny I guess or strange. Um, and I'm not really embarrassed about it. <laughs> but do what you gotta do to heal. And then there was a point in time where I, I stopped that completely, you know. And it was a decision. It was a decision I made to stop doing that. I think it was, like, literally on, like, you know, I don't want to get into it. But it was on one of my birthdays. And I was with someone that I was with at the time. And we, we went somewhere. And I sniffed my drink. And I was like, no, screw this. Let's go. And so we just walked out. And I never touched it again I never wanted it I never thought about it I just I was done you know like you know when you break up with someone you're just you're done you know uh (laughs) it's easier that way if you if you pine like if you're if you're certain about like leaving you know a relationship whatever I'm just giving you an example because the relationship with anything is a relationship whether it be with a person with a vice with whatever right so when you're certain about the decision you're making and you turn off that switch it's easier than trying to balance the switch in the middle of on and off okay so this is just my personal advice to anybody who may need this advice if you need to make a decision make it and stick to one stick to one and be done you know um and that's it you can move on you can you can grow again you can feel happy again you know you can like this is important because people they especially with relationships right people need a lot of coaching with relationships like they when it's time to get out of a relationship they don't know how they don't know how because they just don't know how they've never there's no guidebook to this (laughs) so it's important that people we study ourselves so we can study it's important that we study ourselves so we understand the self within everybody else right so that way we view all people circumstances etc with an equal eye of compassion right so then it doesn't become like an offensive thing when you decide to like leave or move on or whatever like it is a straightforward clear clean cut decision that is impersonable impersonable and uh and rational and just it's like the ending of a contract it's like finishing high school (laughs) this is how life should be like when you were a kid and you had to like switch classrooms for preschool or i don't know whatever like, did you cry and whine and wonder and pine? Or did you just do what you needed to do and 
you know, or let's say, like, your, I don't know, kids don't worry about this stuff. They're fine. So we should live like kids from from a f- perspective of freedom, at least. Like, we should live like children. It's very important. That way we are renewed all the time. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you, and I'll talk to you.